Welcome to KafaruCast, everyone. I'm riding solo on the mic. Frank the Tank is in Idaho playing with uh, a couple Mormons, actually. Uh, Matt Davis and uh, Jordan Cower, they're on a bear hunt. And um, I actually, I, I have a, a very, very good friend of mine who entrepreneur slash mountain climber slash all kinds of stuff, bow hunter, uh, Kendall Card. From, wait, what all do you own? Black Ovis, Camelfire, Crispy, what all you got your hands involved in? That that sums it up for now. We might I might have a few other things up my sleeve. I can't sit still for too long. <laughs> and I've given you the nickname Ichabod Crane. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> oh, you have? <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned it on a couple podcasts. Oh, oh man, you're I, killing me. I appreciate you coming on, though. Yeah, no. Had I heard that Ichabod Crane thing, maybe I wouldn't have come on. You never heard that before? <laughs> No, I've listened to I listened to yours kind of selectively. Oh, uh, was well, that because we dropped too many f bombs or that it's part of it? No, <laughs> <laughs> time like most of it's just time. I bounce around back and forth, but no, I'll, dude, I'm cool. I roll with basically whatever. So oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, somebody else mentioned that to me, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, well, he does have a long <laughs> neck. You are a tall dude. How tall I... are you? Six four, but uh, my 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 kids tell me I'm shrinking a little bit. Oh, gotcha. Well, I what's I, maybe I, I'm maybe getting old. Your inseam's <laughs> got to be that of two men. Um, you look like you can hike <laughs> up a storm. How long is your pant length? Thirty four. I think just thirty four, thirty five. Yeah, I have I have guys I hike with that are like I have to take every I have to take two steps to my one step. Oh, I'm sure. Well, you um kind of came from um backpacking uh, uh background as well though not backpacking but backpacking and climbing uh skiing mm -hmm. i mean you were i mean you've always hunted but you have quite a background in um all things outdoors really uh what i mean give for those who don't 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 know um obviously you are are you is that basically in charge of crispy in north america or how does that work exactly yeah so we about three and a half years ago, Mark, uh, my business partner and friend, and I took over the distributorship for Crispy here in North America. And so we represent, and and we purposely focused uh, on hunting. Crispy has always made hunting boots um, since, what, 43 years they've been making boots. So uh, we decided to primarily focus just on the hunting market. We do have a couple of boots or shoes uh, kind of targeted towards outdoor and a couple of military uh, kind of, you know, police boots, but mostly just hunting. So that, so yeah, we go to the factory every year, a couple times, sometimes, and then uh, work on new boots and what, you know, upgrading and fixing stuff that maybe isn't performing, you know, perfectly or as perfect as we can. So that's what we do with, with Crispy. Gotcha. And then you started uh, with your partner, uh, Camo Fire. So for all of you poor guys out there that can only go hunting with cool stuff because of Camo Fire, thank Kendall Card. Send him an email. <laughs> You're <I was> welcome. <laughs> no, hey, it's not not just for poor guys. Like there's a we one day we were we were, one of our guys was shipping. And he's like, is this package for real? This is about what two years ago. And it was Donald Trump Jr. was was uh, buying something. We're like, maybe this is weird. Billing address was Fifth Avenue, and uh, shipping address was some fancy place in upstate New York. So, <laughs> rich guys are also shopping on Camelfire. 
I, I, <laughs> I used to shop on Camo Fire. I mean, luckily now I don't have to pay for anything, so I don't have to shop much anymore. It just shows up. And then, you know, I got a garage full of stuff, Amy yelling at me, get rid of it. But um, no, Camo Fire is awesome. And then uh, you also own Black Ovis, which I've been to your place many times. It, it's like a crack addict walking into a crack-free store. It's got everything in there. You guys carry... Uh, not to mention competitors, companies, but lots of backpacks. You've got every got tons of camo broadheads. I mean, you guys offer a pile of stuff there. Yeah, we try to we we try to uh, be anything that's legit for hunting outside of your weapon and ammo, like from boots to all the backpacking gear to food to all the arrow accessories, rifle accessories, etc. Optics, you name it, head to toe. Yeah, yeah, you guys got a we got a pile of stuff. We did a we have to do that again at some point. We did kind of a seminar panel thing out there, yeah. uh, which was pretty cool with Sitka. And uh, what was your buddy's name? The photographer. He was cool. Uh, Joe, Joe, Jay Joe, Byer. Jay. Yeah, Jay. Good lord. Um, yeah, yeah. He he shoots for. Uh, so he he also came. He was a he's a snowboarder that uh, shoots a ton of ski mountaineering and um, does a you know, a bunch of fly fishing and mountain biking, trail running. And he gravitated to hunting. Um, and he's just been killing it. He's, he shoots for Yeti and, and, uh, Sitka primarily and shoots for us for black Ovis and crispy. And yeah, he's a stud. Plus he, uh, the guy can haul meat, man. He, uh, he's, he's all a few, more than a few animals with me and, and he's, just, he's tough as an ox too. I mean, he can out, out hike he could give you a run for it run for your money i'm pretty sure i th- as it sounds it i think it would actually he would probably beat me um the only thing i have going for me maybe if we loaded up 150 on each of us maybe i could give him a run <laughs> but it sounds like he's uh, a spider monkey going all, well, all over the mountain he just goes and he's and he's super fun to be with that's i mean i i love hunting with him and uh and when he's when he's behind the lens the cool thing too is it, he's always very respectful of the purpose why we're there. I mean, he's always like, you know, the, the, the photos come second, the kill comes first. And so if he can get a killer photo in action, he, uh, he'll go for it. But, uh, uh, you know, he and I, there's one shot that he and I still want to get, which is he's right over, right over my shoulder and it's arrow in flight. Um, and he almost got it a couple of years ago and, and he was waiting for me to, to shoot and i was trying to stop this elk that was kind of meandering and he i just said dude just i'm like i want that photo bad too so i just told him just start shooting and i'm gonna as soon as i hear the click of your your camera i'm just gonna like let her loose so hopefully we can connect on that photo this year yeah that's that's cool he got the photo of you in the uh willows or whatever the hell that was uh Mm -hmm. jamming on that deer right yeah that was uh that that was a crazy stock and he was he was on the cliff above and and that was about a two hour stock. I went in, came out, got lost in those willows, came out and he was hand signaling me and then went back in and, and, and I didn't see that buck until I was about fifteen feet from him. Um I was trying to just get into a place where I had more than one shooting lane and you know, knowing he was gonna stand up at some point and yeah, I was I was stoked. Jay got that photo and I was 12 feet to that, that, that deer's butt when I shot him. Yeah. That's crazy. The photo's good. Yeah. Photo's killer. And it looks actually a little farther than 12 feet in the photo. Cause it, 
obviously taking photos myself it either i mean i just i looked at a photo i was like 32 yards from a bear and looking in the photo it looks 55 or something and i'm like no i promise it was closer than it looks i mean it is what it is yeah he was just he was he was shooting kind of a he was above but he was shooting more like he was closer to the deer than to me so it it looks like it stretches it out a little bit but well it still looks pretty freaking close yeah he's He's got he's captured some images uh, that that for me it's it's rewarding because it's like man I it, it's a great way for me to remember uh, the hunts rather than just my lame point and shoot stuff with my camera. Yeah, he's packing a two five D Mark IVs. I was talking to him about camera gear when we were out there. What I carry and he carries, and you got to be a beast alone to pack two five D Mark IVs around with those lenses. Um, you know, plus obviously he's packing. Uh, uh, you know, all the normal gear. So with a cameraman, uh, uh, it, uh, you know, whatever, if everybody else has got 60, you've got 75. So obviously he's got to be pretty shaped just to do that. <laughs> but, Plus he does laps. I mean, you, when you're getting photos, I mean, he does the same thing. Like he'll run past me and run way out on the ridge. Cause I, he's always like, he doesn't, he doesn't want anyone. And he does this with skiing too. He's like, he doesn't want people to, you know, take two steps and then, you know, step back and two steps and, He'll just say, just be natural and just keep hiking or, or, you know, like when I'm hauling an animal out, he'll, he'll run up with me and camera gear on his back. He'll run up, set up, take pictures. I walk by, you know, and, and he, he's just like Billy goat and pass. It's, it's uh he does the yo-yo really well with style. And then he, you know, he rarely looks, looks tired. <laughs> so yeah. yeah that's done. depressing. Yeah. You guys, you guys should, you guys would get along real well. Yeah, no, that's good. We got a buddy like that, Fred Baum. We had him on the podcast. He was a big wall climber for ever and, you know, done all, you know, same kind of deal, photographer. And yeah. he, um, the only thing I got going on him is we get weight on and I can crush him. But with like 40 pounds on, it's depressing. Like he's just, you know, 13,000 feet. Oh, I'm sure glad I brought my hat. And he heads up the mountain. I'm like, oh, this son of, I'm going to break his leg. Um, just always in a good mood too. And that's the thing, like, you know, that's, that's key when you're, when you're backpack hunting is having someone that's always motivated. And and it's not like everyone has to be motivated all the time. So yeah, as long as you got one guy that's motivated that can pick up the spirits, um, that's super handy, which, you know, if you got a guy that's always happy, that's even better. But what, uh, what do you got going on with crispy right now? I, uh, I have trouble keeping up with everything. You guys got a, a bunch of, um, boots out and then uh do you got did you have anything i've missed this year that you came out new that i haven't seen yet um the the brick stall probably i mean that that boot we there's two two things two boots we came out with this year one was the brick stall which we had last year but we changed the colorway um from black and red to like a brown more hunting you know more hunting neutral i suppose left that as a, as a flex four. And then our stiffest flex boot, which is that Brickstall SF, it's the black and orange for this year. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's probably more right up your alley. I mean, and quite honestly, some of the feedback you gave us, uh, you know, when you were uh, trying some boots a year ago or two years ago, probably influenced that and, and all the, uh, Salewa Scarpa posse that rolls around with the super stiff boots. We, um, so anyway, we mimicked that uh, that brick stall, but in a stiffer flex, and then came out with a, a really light and fast boot called the Crossover. That is, it's got an orange sole, a little bit of flash, a uh, little um, color-wise, but it's it's a three-quarter top, meant to go 
you know, just, you can wear it every day or you could, you know, perfect bow hunting, just kind of a guy that wants a, a real flexible, but actually wants to keep his feet dry, um, that you could run. in if you had to, uh, that that's, that's also new. So two ends of the spectrum. And yeah, then, no, I uh, just got a boot in it. Yeah. just got a boot in that we're, uh, we're testing for next year, which is a kind of a cool creation and a first for crispy. So anyway, I'm going to party on that one this week and had a couple other guys that are playing around with it. Good feedback initially. So we're already, we're testing and looking at boots for 2019. So that's kind of what, uh, what's going on, but it's, yeah, it's been really awesome. The reception has been good as we've introduced some new boots and tweaked existing ones or, uh, for 2018. Oh yeah, no, I, I bet I, um, I mean, definitely you guys have a lot of momentum right now with it, with everything going on. And uh, I looked actually at that crossover just because that's a good stocking. Like, I, that's a good, like what I'd consider like for me, an antelope boot, Alberta boot. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, I wear boots that are um, stiffer than steel. So, um, but those don't work quite as well in the Eastern Prairie. Uh, so, I, you know, usually, I mean, especially when you talk about cactus and everything else, it's hard to find a a semi flexible boot that um is waterproof and can handle you know some rigors or whatever but also be i mean most flexible boots leak um for, i mean mm-hmm. I, I can think of two sets of Las sportivas that i mean you might as well be pouring water into a towel they just come straight through and they're comfortable but they just leak and so but any boot you can get like that that's flexible that doesn't is great but what what do you got going on in general over at black ovis um are you guys still cr- cranking like crazy or you got any changes there oh no it's it's moving pretty good we're uh yeah it, it's surprising to us i guess in some ways how how much it's growing but our 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 philosophy there, Black Ovis and Camel Fire remain the same. I mean, we just, we try and really take care of, you know, take care of people, ship stuff, you know, as fast as we possibly can, same or next day, get it out the door. And then just the selection, I mean, try to, try to make sure that we stay on the front end of new equipment, new brands, new equipment that comes out. Um, you know, most all, all the guys that answer the phone or gals, uh, you know, all hunt and, and while some guys may be more geared towards, you know, trad stuff or the guy's a rifle guy, you know, even, even if the archery guys are calling, you know, we'll transfer people back and forth. But, oh, the one thing that I think that we did this year, have you seen that, that arrow ID we do? Um, mm, I don't kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like a build your own arrow. Um, you know, you just, and it, the image keeps, it, it basically, see if you hop on black Ops, the image changes based on what you want to do. If you want this vein and that vein, wrap, no wrap, you know, a wide variety of arrows, arrows and spines. So we've actually got a ton of good feedback on that. And, and, uh, you know, building custom arrows has been, been pretty cool. That's a new thing for, for us this year. And we'll keep, we'll keep rallying that and refining that. That's good. Um, cause I freaking hate building custom arrows. Um, I hate building arrows in general. And, you know, when you're sending it with a recurve, like everywhere I shoot everything, there's a lot of refletching and fletching in general. In fact, I think my bill was, well, luckily Gateway's hooking me up with a discount. But when I was buying Gateway's, um, I had $480 in freaking feathers in like two months, fletching all these different <laughs> arrows out of that shit by my, my daughter a car. Um, what, uh, what all arrows do you guys carry? I mean, you don't have to narrow um, not not exactly, but brands and what's your biggest sellers? Yeah, Easton, um, Gold Tip, 
uh, Black Eagle, Victory, um, Carbon Express. Am I missing anything? I think those <laughs> are the all top, heavy those hitters. Are the yeah, we basically, and then we, I mean, all those, we sell a lot of, uh, a lot of Black Eagle, um, obviously because of our relationship with Brian, um, call, he, uh, he, uh, he pushes, you know, those obviously, and, and then a lot of gold tip. I mean, we're, yeah, Easton does surprise, you know, even though Easton is a higher priced era, there's a ton of guys that are brand loyal to Easton. I mean, I am, I mean, I've, almost exclusively shot east and last year I, I tried some gold tips and love those but um do really well carbon express and, and victory not as much um maybe because we're on the west coast and more guys in you know carbon express land back in the midwest but you know we're shipping arrows all over the country it's been uh it's, it's pretty cool it's really cool we get we get a few guys in the utah area that, that'll swing in and pick stuff up uh, we got a little storefront there, but uh, most of our most of the stuff's going out the back door. People calling in, guys in the Midwest and East that are coming west to try their luck at uh, at high country deer or or elk over in your state. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but arrow wise, it's across the board. Um, you know, fletching wise, a ton. I mean, it, AAE and Blazer pretty much rule the world as far as veins go from a quantity standpoint, but. You know, Q2s, uh, I shoot the nitros from Pine Ridge Archery. Um, I think it's probably the only reason we carry those because I like them. But uh, a few other brands and then all the, you know, all the different uh, inserts and broadheads and other things. Gotcha. Have you, uh, so have you, just because everybody, uh, uh, half the world is going to the trad life, have you picked up a stick bow? No. Come on. In fact, I got on, I got on South. South was, I, I asked South if he'd build me a bow. This was like three years ago, um, and then I tore my shoulder up, like just pulling the bow back that I wasn't shouldn't have been pulling back. Uh, just that cold shoulder tore, ripped my uh, the bicep tendon. And so when he came around, and said, "Hey, I got I'm ready to build your bow." I said, "You know what? Just give it to another guy. You know, take the next guy on the list." And so I ended up not having him build me a bow, mostly for time, and also I knew I was going to be just focused on getting my shoulder back for compound. But I've not succumbed. I, I I'm a, I'm I accept the reality that I live a pretty time starved life. So it, I don't know if I could commit the time to doing it. Although I. I do. I really would like to try it, um, mostly for the the closeness. I love the hunt. Um, the kill is sweet. I love that too. But being, you know, pushing myself to get closer uh, and within, you know, that 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 ten yard, fifteen yard range just sounds. That's that's what appeals to me the most as far as shooting recurve or longbow. It uh, it is appealing and it's also maddening at the same time. Um... It, uh, it is, it's fun. I mean, I like it, but, uh, yeah, it can get a little frustrating at times. I mean, thank God I'm shooting really good. Um, if I had target panic, there'd probably be wood splinters everywhere for me snapping bows over my kneecap. But, um, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's not like you can't scoot closer with a compound, right? I mean, I just, I, I couldn't personally, I just don't have that kind of mental discipline. I'm like, oh, I'm within 60. I'll shoot it now. Where now I'm like, oh, that's a par two or three. I got to get closer. This sucks. But, uh, <laughs> it is exciting. What, uh, what hunts do you have going on, uh, this year? Do you got anything like super exciting or the, like the status quo normal stuff? Um, pretty, this year is pretty much my normal stuff. Last year I got that bucket list, uh, doll sheep that I did, um, 
and uh and then this year i'll be coming back to colorado i don't know um uh i'll i'll keep doing that that hunt with uh justin and south until until my body says no more but uh doing that idaho for uh for elk um and that's just a over-the-counter tag as well and then um and then i'll be going back to kentucky with my son for whitetail during the rut and then i'll i'll hit kentucky again the cool thing about kentucky is that uh that season goes till mid-january so and and with ATA going back to Louisville this year, I'm like 20 minutes from the stand from uh, from ATA. So it's going to make that that trade show season even more fun. So I'll be hunting a few days before uh, there, and then I'll do antelope with my sons out in uh, out of Wyoming. So we got we drew some doe tags, which is just a whack and stack. We loved it. My kids love that. And then uh, just stuff around here in Utah, over the counter elk and and deer. Gotcha. Well, I mean that's still pretty busy uh schedule do you got a um uh, uh alpha team of kids at home too um i mean i know you have kids <laughs> but i don't know how many kids do you have i have five i have five well only four at home now my my oldest is 19 and he's uh he couldn't get out of the house fast enough but he uh he he he's still he, he drew a muzzleloader tag and two uh two antelope doe out in um out in Col- uh, wyoming so but I've got three boys that are 19, 17, and 15, and then my girls are 11 and 9, and and they're uh, they went. We all went to that uh, the Tamarack shoot last weekend. Like we Camel Fire put together a course, and then we do it. We sponsored that Tamarack. Uh, well, the Northwest Mountain Challenge, and my whole family was there, and the girls with my wife went and shot the uh, kids' course. It was the first time they've been up there and shot the course, and my boys helped me set up the Camel Fire course, and then we. We shot that with uh, with Corey and Donnie the the night before the event opened, just kind of tweaking the the course, making sure it was good. But yeah, the whole family hunts, and uh, my wife doesn't, but she uh, she loves she loves the fact that the freezer gets filled. Yeah, you know, no, we got a posse. It, it keeps me busy. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's. Uh, I've just got the one, and she's about perfect. So. Um... My daughter's 17 and she takes care of me, so I'm in good shape there. But I actually, uh, may I'm supposed to go to Idaho tomorrow for black bear. Like, I need another black bear, like, I need a hole in the head. But, um, I may actually have to cancel out on, uh, on that thing for, um, this is how my daughter is, right? From a military order. And she's like, Well, dad, you can just show me what to do. I'll do it. I'm like, well, Kaylee, they kind of want to talk to me. Um, I don't know if you are going to be able to fill my shoes as much as I'd like. <laughs> like you to be able to do it <laughs> she does a lot of paperwork and stuff for me super good kid but you've how long have you been hunting for total like total years and uh like success i think you're more like me and if it's brown it's down sometimes um but how long have you been hunting for in general yeah i i've so i left hunting you know just kind of on the shelf for a number of years while i was climbing mountains and skiing down them and doing mountaineering and you know, I didn't ever did any big wall climbing, but, uh, like, like Fred, but I, you know, a lot of, a lot of just rock climbing, but, um, so I, I've hunted now, this will be my 10th year with a bow, um, 10th season and, and, uh, you know, grew up hunting. That was really what introduced me to the outdoors was my dad, you know, my uncles and the annual deer hunt, kind of like a lot of guys. And then got in, got into high school and started teaching skiing, uh, through the winter and, just kind of left hunting behind a little bit, which I guess I kind of regret, but I don't. But, um, 
but yeah, 10 years, 10 years with a bow and, and about 11, 11, 12 years ago is when I kind of, kind of got back into hunting. And, uh, I am like you, I, if it's brown, it's, it's going, you know, I'm, my wife always says you can't put antlers in the freezer. And so I'm just, I, I love, I love, you know, shooting a big deer or big elk if I get the chance, but I get trigger happy like you. I just, I just, uh, I like, uh, if I feel like the hunt has reached a point where it's like, this is, I'm fulfilled, then I'll shoot something. <laughs> and, uh, I don't, you know, I'll post a little bit here and there. And I have a lot of friends that don't hunt. They're like, Oh, I see your, you know, I keep seeing pictures of you hunting and stuff, but I don't, uh, I try not to be too flamboyant or too out there as far as promoting myself. It's more about like our team and the businesses that I'm, that I'm part of. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and, uh, that's one cool thing. Uh, yeah, it's hard to find, you know, in the outdoor industry specifically, but, uh, you know, to, you find guys that, that focus more on bringing everyone up around them rather than bringing themselves up. That's pretty hard to find. Um, you know what I mean? It's, it, it uh, you got to look pretty mm-hmm. hard and, uh, you, 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 uh, I, Frank and I were laughing about it the other day. We, missed a couple turkeys because we were arguing over who was going to get to shoot it uh not meaning you no it was more i'm like he's like go ahead and i'm like i don't know if i can hit it you shoot it he's like no i'm good you shoot it and then by the time we were done we still hadn't figured out who was going to shoot it and the turkey solved it for us because it walked away but um you don't (laughs) find that very often um in the in the outdoor industry And, and that's one good thing i can say for sure with you is you are like that, which is super cool where you work more on bringing everybody up around you than bringing yourself up, which obviously at six foot four, uh, it's not that difficult to bring yourself up for everybody to see you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. It, it's, you know, it's cool. I don't know if that's, uh, I, I get some people are like, man, you need to take better pictures and post them or do this and that. And, and I, I don't know. I just, I just try and rally and, you know, stay strong and be fit and, do my thing and uh i guess i'll try to promote myself a little bit here and there but i feel more comfortable surely just doing doing things that help uh help our company and help all the guys around me and and uh sometimes it's uh it's i just get more i'm more happy i suppose seeing other people you know if i can help them succeed in what they're trying to do then that's 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 good for me too yeah oh yeah well you you've uh you hunt with south quite a bit don't you or you've hunted with south some anyway uh yeah just the, just the last uh this will be three years um justin like south and i have you know our friend justin in common and and uh they've hunted for oh probably eight eight years or so um that's your ocd buddy justin yeah yeah, yeah. he's cool he, uh, he's funny it's funny he's talking super to him cool yeah super fit strong he's always you know he's kind of going down the foc rabbit hole that you and i were chatting about but he uh he yeah he they him and south kind of had the cool kid club going on in colorado and i couldn't crack into that i wanted to go pretty bad and it just never lined up and i was more interested in hunting elk but then it finally happened that that uh well it's a funny story actually because justin wasn't going to be able to get the tag for where he and South like to hunt. So I, uh, we put in for another unit and, um, uh, and, and drew, but prior to that, he was, he would, Justin said, well, let's, you know, let's, let's go somewhere, just you and me and we'll, we'll figure it out. And I said, all right, I said, I'll research, you know, Colorado and I'll look at some places that I think would be cool. And then I've got a couple of guys that gave me some tips on, 
on uh, you know where some good bucks might be. So I started doing some research, and I sent him this long email that was like, and I, had, I mean, I stayed up with one night, probably till three or four in the morning, and writing this email and said, well, this unit <clears throat> has this and this, and there's this basin here that looks good, and that basin and that drainage looks good. And I said, man, and this peak looks really interesting. And uh, my buddy at Nikon gave me a tip on, you know, that he sent me a video like three years ago, and there was really killer buck up in this cliff area. And so I, I outlined the whole thing, and I said, I think with X amount of points we could draw this unit. And uh, and I said, let me know what your thoughts are. And he sent me back an email, and he was like, dude, you fully nailed like where South and I go. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I guess he sent it. I guess he sent it that email to South. He's like, uh, maybe we should have Kendall come along with us. So we, we scrambled and uh, found some landowner vouchers because we couldn't draw that unit and, and uh, ended up uh, the last couple of years that we hunted there. And we're going to go back there again this year. So I've only hunted with South for a couple of years, but it's been, it's been cool. He, he like, like you said about Jay, uh, you know, and Fred, it, it sounds like South's the same way. And you know, South well, and he's just Mr. Positive and, always more stoked about your kill than his kill and you know your story than his story and he's just he's one of those quality guys that that uh probably doesn't get as much accolade as he really deserves yeah we we pump him up on kefaru guests i mean as much as we can just because i mean i Mm -hmm. like him he's he's funny um and he uh he's you know he's a bit different in some ways because um i mean he's not um that there is sound like an asshole he's not exactly the greatest shot in the world but you would never know because he's just like death on 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 flexible shoes right he just kills stuff he gets killed (laughs) well i can't shoot i guess i'll shoot it at three feet and i'm not saying he's a bad shot it's just he's not his his shooting skills aren't his that's not what he focuses on he is a insane stalker and and i'm saying this i've never hunted Uh with him obviously but um you know, some guys can shoot good and some guys can stalk and, and he's a good shot, but he's an amazing, amazing stalker. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I, I last, was it last year, there was a stalk where I was up higher on this peak looking down at him and he came across the face. I was going after a buck that was pretty high and I ended up stalking an empty bed, but he, I just sat there and watched him. And, and that's, what's been so fun about hunting with South is I, it's just incredible. And, and when he gets into shooting position, he's like a flipping gymnast. Like he'll, he'll stretch and tweak and he'll be at the craziest angle to reach around a bush or rock. And, and, uh, and he, yeah, he's, he, he loves getting close. In fact, that, that photo that you, uh, you talked about earlier, uh, when I shot that buck in the willows, I remember as I drew back, I'm like, man, South would be proud. Like this, this is a South Cox, like right up in your face shot. Um, but he, when he, the one thing that he's kind of taught me or that I've, I've picked up from him is he goes so fast when he knows he can go fast. Like, mo- like most guys and me, you know, one of the mistakes I probably make a lot is I'm like 150 yards out, like tiptoeing and he's like jogging at 150 yards out, you know, moving super quiet down through, you know, whatever. But yeah, you're right. He, he's a master at stalking um just just yeah like when he when you get a chance to watch him it's like just class is in session oh yeah no i'm i'm sure actually i I think we're shooting together tomorrow so uh 
I guess I, I probably jinxed myself. He's going to kick the shit out of me. But uh, we're, I think we're going to shoot in league night together. Uh, he's going to come down tomorrow. And uh, Rocky Mountain Specialty Gear has a league night thing on Wednesdays or whatever. Um, so, yeah, if I don't end up going on this bear hunt, which I don't think I'm going to, he said he was going to come down, which will be cool. Um, yeah, I know. He's he's a good dude. He's, he's funny. Uh, Frank had to pee horribly. And uh, on the podcast, South was on. And, you know, we kept seeing rabbit holes and I'll just get up and go pee on the podcast. I don't care. Like when I got to go, I just like keep talking, fellas. And uh, Frank held it. And uh, we were literally you could see the relief in Frank's eyes when we were like, all right, well, let's wrap this up. And then you just saw the depression in his face when South started talking about something else again. And (laughs) Frank, I think, peed for three minutes straight. And he's like, well, it's hard not to listen to you guys talk because the you know, the experience. And it's like a movie. If you have to run and pee, you're going to miss something important. Um, and you know, with, with, with South for me, it's, it's certainly obviously he's, he's got, he's super knowledgeable in gear and everything else. But you know, when it comes to, you know, putting on animals on the ground with a stick, it, there's something to be said for a guy that is not the best shot in the world, but still is always successful. I mean, that tells you how good of a hunter he is. And again, I'm not saying South is a bad shot, but, um, you know, compared to there's multiple other guys that are amazing shots and horrible hunters and they don't kill anything. You look at South where he's an average shot. I, I mean, and he, he is constantly successful. The dude's just lethal and he, and he makes a super good bow too. Um, which, you know, which is cool. It's kind of fitting for what he's doing. At least it's better on his body now where doing hardwood flooring was probably killing him. Now he's doing what he loves, which is great for ticket. You know, I love to see that because, you know, he's living his dream, which is cool. So. Yeah. It, the other the other thing that that's like, you know, for any backpack hunter or anyone that wants to backpack hunt is, uh, I mean, South, you know, and I think I, I, I honestly enjoy a good suffer fest. I, I think it's healthy to go out and suffer in the mountains and get your mind kind of stretched a little bit, but he's just, he's so mentally tough. And then he, even though, I mean, you look at him and he, you know, he's, you're like, I oh, just normal dude, that guy can out, I mean, he would just outwork anyone in the mountains to, to make it happen. He's he looks at like, Oh, I got to go 1500 feet down and then across some cliff band and whatever. And then if I kill that animal, I got to come all the way. He doesn't even, he just like goes and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll come back soaking wet, you know, in the middle of the night to camp and like, yep, got her done. My deer's down there. I'll go pick him up tomorrow. <laughs> you know, and he, yeah, it's cool. He, and I'm, I, uh, I love it. I'm like, Gee, I'll I'll go suffer too because that just builds you up mentally, and I think a lot of guys get to a point. Maybe that's what you know what I what I brought from climbing and and uh, ski mountaineering was just I, I don't mind. You go out and suffer, and the reward is is uh, is even greater, and and you can get mentally tough along the way. And and South does that really well, and it's it's fun to to be in his company in the mountains and and do that. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm sure. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever, uh, I mean, who knows we may, at some point we may all end up hunting together. It, uh, we, you know, with what we have such a huge, you know, crazy schedule going on, we're going to be back, um, not too far from where you guys are this year, where, where Frank's, um, hole is. And, uh, you know, for, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. It, uh, we, we, we went in, this a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago and tried to figure out a shortcut and ended up, um, I mean, with, 
with me, I mean, I don't really ever, I don't really care what, I mean, I, I'm to the point it's almost dangerous. I'm so stupid. Like, oh, 3,000 feet in elevation gain in a couple of miles. I mean, we can probably make that. There's some grassy patches we can climb. You know what I mean? To a point where you get to yeah. the top, you're like, yeah, it probably was a pretty fucking bad idea. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. So we had one of those deals like, hey, let's cut three miles of the trail off and we'll just bushwhack it straight up. Good Lord Almighty, that was steep. Um, I don't know, ended up being a couple thousand foot elevation gain in a mile or something ridiculous. It was like straight up. But, uh, you know, it's good. We figure out a way to cut part of the, you know, trail off and get back in there. But it's it's difficult to find, uh, you know, people with the same, you know, moral compass in the sense of, you know, shot distance, frontal shots, whatever, all that kind of crap. And then also the same tough factor, um, you know, and for example, uh, if, if I shoot an elk this year back there, I know I can't tell Frank because he will stop his deer hunt to come help me so i've already told myself uh, i'm not going to tell frank if i kill an elk because i'll have an elk tag back there i'm just going to take care of it get it hung up you know get it cooled off and whatever and you know i'll get it in a creek or in snow or whatever and i'm not telling him till i know he's got a deer down because frank will end his hunt to come help me which i you know you can't i mean He's coming no matter what if I tell him I got an elk down, so I'm just not going to tell him. And uh, it's hard to find people like that. <laughs> it just is. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, South, South – I don't know if you knew that South uh, – he, he picked up some llamas this year. We've uh, we've rented llamas the last uh, three years, uh, two years. Uh, I've rented some from, uh, from the Whitwer brothers down in uh, southern Utah. But uh, South bought some llamas, and I'm getting, uh, I'm picking up three llamas from Bob 80 up in, uh, up in Wyoming this uh, Friday. Oh, so cool. that's going to be pretty, uh, pretty interesting adventure. Oh yeah, for sure. I tell you what, I'm doing is I'm dumping tents and spotting scopes and stoves and everything else back there during scouting because uh, when I roll in, I don't want to be rolling in with yeah. 75 pounds of crap. <laughs> are you, uh, are you worried that people are going to? You know that people find that, or you're probably hunting a spot with few people walk walk there. Man, we're nine miles in, and uh, we're another good bit off of the trail. Plus, we hide it. Yeah. Yep. So, man, if somebody found that stuff, I tell you what, like we have trouble finding it, and we know where it's at. If somebody <laughs> found it and didn't know where it was at, I mean, more power to them. I mean, my hats off to them. But you know, just getting nine miles into anywhere is bad enough, and then you're three quarters of a mile off trail and then you're looking for one patch of trees uh and when they all look the same um it's feasible um but i mean i get struck by lightning and see a unicorn too and i think about the same percentages are on all three of those right i mean it just would be difficult yeah. I mean, we're not hanging it right off the trail and i've never had an issue with that um, you know, doing it that way. Now, who knows, as we do this podcast, the way the internet works, somebody could be watching, trying to figure out where we're going so they can come steal my shelter and my spotter and all my food. But, um, right now I'm not too worried about it. Of course, if people keep bringing it up. I might start getting worried. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like here in Utah, there's a few places where, well, I know, did you have, I don't know if you had Kip Fowler on the, on the uh, podcast once, but I thought you did maybe, but, uh, but he, uh, him and Bateman, they, they drop water and the other guys, they have to drop water. So they'll, they'll cart stuff in and, and, uh, yeah, sometimes llamas maybe can't get to those spots. I've enjoyed the llama thing, but, uh, 
mostly for the creature comforts I got to haul in because I don't have the luxury of going zipping down to Colorado and taking gear in. But we go we go about nine miles or nine ten miles or so. Same thing, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing that people, you know, like uh, I just did a podcast before just by myself. Like um, people need to understand, like your what are your capabilities? Like what are what are you physically capable of doing? And um, you know, I. Uh, just because you played college football doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, that doesn't mean you're still in good shape, right? And I hear that all the time. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fit. I go to the gym every day. It's like, well, it's a little bit different. Like, you know, there's a, I mean, especially take away oxygen, and we'll see. You know, we're behind the spot, or we get in a day or two early, and uh, you know, you'll see these guys just like rambling up the trail you know tripping on you can just tell their lactic acid buildup is is level nine you know no energy they finally get to where they can see a decent spot they roll down camp right in the middle of the basin um because it looks cool and they got no energy left and then they've blown all the deer out um you know and, and i mean this happens every you know year i mean i don't know how much you guys run into it and so you know the physical fitness level, I think people do not realize a lot of people don't what they're getting, even if you have llamas, what they're getting into to get back yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're doing like multiple stocks, like, you know, with a stick, there's nothing a given in archery compound or traditional, but you've literally hacked off 75% of your effective shooting range going to a stick. And, you know, shit, this doesn't always pan out. So, I mean, if you're making let's say a stock or two a day and and you know what do you, what would you say an average stock in the high country you're probably going to be in that 3000 foot elevation gain and loss at a minimum by the time you go there and come back to camp um oh yeah you know and some days it's way worse than that and uh i mean how much gas do people have in the tank uh, for the most case i think the state of colorado figures that into their financial equation that uh, a lot of people are coming on to coming out with a $600 tag and going back the second or third day of season because they just bit off more than they could chew. Yeah, no, I, I think I'd say the average stock where we're going and probably where you're going is, I mean, you're going to drop because we, we, we go from camp, you know, we climb, I don't know, seven, 800 feet right out of the gate um, to a, a ridge. And then we start glassing, you know, two or three basins, and then we might ridge hop to the next basin. And then if you want to go on a stock in either one of those basins, the kind of our first two target basins, it's you're dropping 800 to 1,000 feet and at the minimum running around. And, and I mean, last year, my first day, I, I dropped down that 800 feet, blew a buck out that was, uh, I think everyone thought he would go a little over two, but he, uh, you know, then it's like, I turned right around went straight back up. We ran out a ridge. I went up another peak, dropped down, blew that one. Then South missed, uh, South, you know, wounded that buck that he talked about in one of his podcasts. We spent an hour or two walking around and then we were, you know, back up, up over the ridge. So yeah, one day we're, two stocks, you know, two stocks in and 3,500 feet of, of elevation change. And, and that's just, that's day one. We, we were there nine days. So it's uh, the one thing that gym, you know, I go to the gym, I try to hit the gym three days a week. The one thing that gym will never prepare you for is one, the altitude, but two, I don't care how fit you are. If you don't put a backpack on your shoulders, um, like, I don't care how tough you are, your shoulders will hurt and your back will hurt. And so it's, 
there's nothing that uh, nothing that really prepares you know the gym won't prepare you for a long backpack trip with you know even with llamas I'm still running 40 pounds you know 45 pounds on my back because you know we add some creature comforts and things but you know you still have to walk eight ten miles with that backpack day in day you know going in and then you're probably 20 20 ish pounds 25 pounds you know every day running around so oh yeah because i mean your, I, your shoulders would be aching i mean i generally for me when i'm out for the day i've got a, a 95 millimeter spotting scope my kill kit puffy jacket rain gear uh my camera generally an extra lens at least one lens with my camera um, you know, I usually I'll at least put one walking stick in and in case, you know, just getting out, um, you know, and I mean, pretty quickly you've got 20 to 30 pounds for your day trips. Um, you know, depending upon how much water you got to have in there. And this year, one of the spots Frank and I looked at, I had looked at on the map and, you know, giving you an idea, kind of like you're talking about the first climb is seven to a hundred to a thousand feet to get up over this ridge. And then we hooked around these cliffs and there was just an angle that most people wouldn't catch to see part of this one elevation. And when we got over there, I was like, yeah, dude, I, I bet I kill that deer in here or a deer, you know? And, uh, he was like, Jesus, dude. He was like, why here? I'm like, man, look at it. It's terraced. <laughs> and cause it was, it is so, um, conducive to stick bow hunting. And there's other spots that way too, you know, but I was like, man, this is a spot that, I mean, in my mind, there, there may not be shit in there during season, but I mean, in my mind, this is where the big bucks are going to hang out. Who's stupid enough to go over there? I'm like, dude, I'll climb that without blinking an eye. You know, obviously I trained for it, but, you know, the thing is, is you do a couple, two or three, your mental, you know, stalks like that. I mean, that's one thing you got to hand it south. First time I watched stalkers in this, you know, before I shot a, a stick bow and I'm watching this, and I'm like, Jesus, south. I would have been crying by stock or miss number three. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah I headed out again. I mean, he, you know, always positive. The dude's just, uh, you know what I mean? He's just like a bundle of joy constantly. So, um, <laughs> he, I think in that video, he missed, he missed a pile. I mean, he probably missed four or five bucks. And then he's like, you know, you see him finally after like, I think missed four or five. He's like, should it be this hard? You know, and that's the level of his frustration is, is just that minute man should it be this hard <laughs> you're like dude guy's mentally like iron man you know oh yeah for... that, that's what it, that's what it takes the uh you know right and like you were just saying run around cliffs and stuff for it's not for the faint of heart and it's you know there's plenty of dudes that can do it i think uh running up and down i've probably been up and down the grand teton like five or six times to the summit and another couple times on different walls and I'm, I'm grateful for that, those experiences, because running around in mule deer country where it's steep and terrace like that, I probably, you know, and I'd probably take some risks that, uh, that, you know, my wife would probably be uh, a little squeamish about, but I, I feel comfortable running around cliff country. And that's, that's probably one of the, one of the benefits of having spent 15, 20 years running up and down mountains has, has added to my, my experience in, in bow hunting in the, in the back country. Yeah. Oh yeah. For, I'm sure. Uh, I, yeah, definitely. And I mean, that is one thing nice when you are at home on a cliff. I mean, some of the places I've just pitched a bivy or a tarp or a tent, uh, to sleep, I've had buddies and brought them back in there and they're like, I'm not sleeping there. I'm like, well, dude, you're not going <laughs> to roll out of the tent and off the cliff. They're like, dude, 
six feet away is a 400 foot drop. And I'm like, I know it's a good spot and they won't sleep there. And I'm like, well, come on now. You're not going to, we think about it. <laughs> Do you roll out of your bed? <laughs> like we're not going to make it to the cliff edge, but it's one of those spots where there's bristle comb. You can wake up and start glassing. You got total concealment inside that bristle comb, but you know, there's, there's a, you know, three, 400 foot cliff right by you. That stuff doesn't affect me. And I think that helps. Like, I mean, adding to what you said, that helps a lot in the, um, you know, upping your percentage and the, the chances of taking an animal. And, uh, I'm looking forward to this year with the, the stick bow, but just for the simple fact, obviously, I'm going to have to get close. But some of these areas we're hunting this year were truly green. You know, we haven't been in there. And, uh, you know, when you have that, there's always obviously always that excitement level of, what one, what you're going to find, and two, are you going to get your ass kicked and, you know, all of that. So it'll. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. We got a, a goat hunt um, up in BC. We drew Montana elk. Um, I'll be hunting over the counter in Colorado. So we got quite a bit of oh, stuff nice. going on um, as well. Go hunt would be in BC. What time of year are you going to go up on that September hunt? September 20-something, uh, 25th. Okay. To October fifth, it's with uh, Bart Lancaster. He he got he was able to get me the tags, um, so I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Uh, I mean, I've I've killed a couple goats, but I, I haven't killed one with a stick. And uh, I'd really like to shoot, um, you know, fifty inch goat with a stick would be you know, epic, right? So I mean, hopefully that that pans out, um, you know. And I've got good juju with the yeah, South was giving me, you know, make not making fun of me, but laughing. I've got good juju with that recurve, man. I'm afraid. Hopefully it doesn't. Uh, hopefully it holds out, you know. <laughs> yeah. The uh, is so that taking a goat. That's kind of my next bucket list. Uh, a hunt is a is a goat hunt. I would love to do that with a bow. I'm I'm since I, I'm actually dual citizen, so I'm Canadian and and American, and uh, it makes it a little easier as far as I can go with uh, just a spot, just a resident. I don't need an actual guide for a hunt like that up in up in uh, bc so i've kind of been looking at that or going going up to uh kodiak with cole kramer potentially next year and kind of weighing that those two options but that that sounds like a cool hunt you're uh i hope you get it done just for the sake of of getting that close with uh with a stick bow to a goat yeah it uh, it should be interesting i mean you know the guys were you know, they know me. I mean, Bart knows me really well. And he's like, look, he goes, I, I can't guarantee anything with that stick. He said, but, you know, you not tooting my horn. He's like, you, yeah, man, you got a good chance. He said, you know, you're, you're dumb, you're fit, you're not scared of heights, you're not scared <laughs> of cliffs. He was like, you've got everything you need and you can make multiple stocks in a day, which, you know, when Brian and I went with him, you know, he saw like we made the one you know, stock got up there, came back down. The only thing he said was he's got to pack more food. Like on day three, he looked at Brian and I, he's like, you guys have got to stop eating. Like we will run out of food. And I'm not kidding. Like I did not pack enough <laughs> food. And, uh, so yeah, it'll be uh, obviously Frank and I are going on this one, but, um, you know, the thing is, is he's like, well, what, what's, you know, the largest goat you've heard of shot with a recurve. And I was like, well, 47 inches. And he's like, well, I'm not going to let you shoot anything that small. I was like, oh, Jesus. Okay. I mean, that's a, it's a big goat. Right. And he's like, I'd really like you to kill something in that 52 to 54 range. And I'm like, well, I'd really like that too, Bart. Uh, hopefully let's, let's make that happen. So I'm, <laughs> be exciting. I'm, 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 uh, I'm excited to get it, get it going. Um, you know, we're going down on a bunch of whitetail hunts too. Um, 
Oklahoma and Alabama and Kansas and Nebraska. So um, I think if I don't get fired, I think we have 18 hunts total. So uh, Holy I may I may get divorced again before I even get married, but uh, it should be interesting. <laughs> I just hope you can pull it all off. It sounds pretty amazing. I'll uh, I'll take my yeah between mine, you know my uh, my own and then the ones with the, with the kids. It's uh, I've got a pretty stacked stacked season as well. I feel super blessed and just so like that I'm able to do all those hunts and still still uh, maintain a marriage and family and, and a business. And that you know Mark, my business partner, is such a you know he's a good friend and and uh, he uh, he's you know, he, he allows me or helps me to, to kind of be able to balance both those things. And I, I certainly know where, where there's the tipping point where I'm, you know, doing one, one thing too much or one thing too less. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I was going to say, it sounds like you probably got six hunts of your own plus the kids hunt. So you're not that far behind me. I mean, I, my lifestyle has been designed just to go hunting. So you know what I mean there? What I think I've been married three times. Um, there's a, there's a reason for that. And, uh, you can get tired of hunting, I guess is what I was trying to get at. You can hunt enough to where you're like, wow, I really want to go to a movie and um, not go hunting. And so I trying to keep the balance of not going, burning yourself out on hunting where it's still fun, plus you're doing it year-round like you are where you're dealing with uh, you know, the hunting industry. Um, yeah, it's hard to balance sometimes, especially if you've got five kids. I mean, obviously, you must have the patience of a saint, and, and you do a really good job because – I mean, your kids have all turned out, uh, I mean, from what I understand, pretty amazing kids. So obviously you're doing something right. No, thank you. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. It was, uh, I'll tell you what, going to, I took two of my boys to the, the, the Northwest Mountain Challenge in Hoodoo and how they helped me set up the course and run our campfire booth at the Mid Mountain and took all three of my boys that they did the same thing there in Tamarack. And it, it's cool. It, it's rewarding as a father to get, uh, you know, to be, have my kids working with me, uh, on our business. And, and then also to have people comment to me that say, Hey, like you, you've got, you've got good, you know, your kids are solid. And, and, uh, that's probably more, more a benefit to their, you know, and more uh, accolades to their mom. She's just, she's solid, but, uh, it's fun. It's, and, and not all, you know, they like, they hunt, but I really, of the, of the three boys, you know, my oldest too, they're kind of like, yeah, they'll do it, but they, they can take it or leave it. Um, my third son, he's, he's more like me. He's just, he loves doing it. He'll, he'll make some sacrifices to come do it with me, but they, uh, they also love school. It's crazy. Like I can't, sometimes I can't get them to skip school, school and come hunting. They just want to go to school. It's weird. That's, that's, that's sacrilege. No, my daughter's the same way. I tried (laughs) to skip her out of school on a bear hunt and, uh, she kind of got to where she wanted, she was going to do it. And then her mom kind of nixed it. And I'm like, well, look, Kaylee, you're young and I'm not going to stop hunting. We'll, we'll get you on a, you know, on a bear hunt or whatever. And, uh, so she's super, you know, excited for, for that. And it's, it's, I mean, you couldn't keep me in school. So we probably shouldn't complain that our kids want to go or not complain, but it should, I, why is it surprising someone wants to go to school? Probably because I was such a shithead as a kid myself. So I shouldn't complain that Kaylee wants to stay in school. I should be happy. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's cool. I your daughter seems like she's uh, pretty solid, and uh, yeah, the, what little I, I've I've seen of her, and it it's fun being a parent and having your kids, you know, love to hunt or enjoy hunting is is a bonus, you know. But uh, the the you know they need to 
it's good that they have a passion for school and learning and, and doing well over there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got same kind of thing with, with Kayla, you've got with your kids. I mean, she's, she's a solid kid. She works out trains and super smart. Um, thank God she didn't take after me on that one. She's super book smart. I mean, very, very street smart. The only problem is if you can believe this, she cusses a bit much more than she should, which is totally my fault. Um, so I got to work on that one, which is my bad, but <laughs> too much South Park probably. I'm going to go to hell for the bit bad father. <laughs> Anyhow, man, we're about to hit an hour here. I should probably wrap this thing up. Is uh, Where can people uh, you know, find you at if you want them to, I guess, and uh, what the, as far as Camo Fire and Black Ovis Crispy, things like that? Yeah, so I, um, I, you know, I'm on Instagram at Kendall J. Card, um, play around on Facebook. Like I said before, I don't post a ton post a little stuff here and there, but more, more if someone wanted to get a hold of me and talk to me about boots or questions on gear, um, or just, just wrap, you know, calling up, uh, calling up crispy, crispyus.com is our website, you know, and then just Kendall at crispyus.com or Kendall at camelfire.com are my emails and, and I'm happy to field the questions. That's, that's one of the things I really enjoy. Even, even still 10 years into camel fire, I, 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 a lot of people that I talked to early on and still people that I've, you know, talked to and sold stuff to, I'm still, I've become friends with. And, and, uh, in fact, the guy that I hunt in Idaho, my friend, Jeff Bloomquist, he, uh, he started out as a customer. We just became good friends. And even though we're, we're pretty different as far as like our, our, you know, our lives, um, we love being in the mountains. So I, I, I don't mind if people reach out to me and, you know, maybe hopefully something I've got uh, as far as in my knowledge bank or experience or my gear fanaticism, um, you know, I can share something that'll help them along. That that gets me stoked. It really does. And so, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out and connect with me those ways, that's, that's just fine. Gotcha. No, that's cool. Yeah. And I can vouch for that because I'm a heathen and Kendall talks to me all the time. So... <laughs> He likes everyone. Oh. Well, man, yeah, I, I try to. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, I I appreciate you coming on, and uh, definitely good luck with everything you got going out in the woods as well as in uh, in business. And um, we'll uh, I try to send as many people to Black Ovis as I can. So definitely, as far as gear goes, pretty yeah, much. Appreciate that. Oh yeah, no problem. Pretty much everything I use, um, dang near black ovis carry so and that's all the way from purifiers headlamps water bladders um you know everything the um the boot you guys sell that i like the best is definitely that brick stall um and i still wear that one now and uh you know the uh the uh like the total package if you're just needing to get stove sleeping pads i mean everything you can find that on black ovis keeping in mind they're not leaf lickers they don't promote PETA and shit like that so definitely go to Black Ovis for any gear you need because they, they do have pretty much everything you could ask for when it comes to backpack hunting and anything outdoors really so well yeah man I appreciate yeah, it you bet thanks for having me on it's good chatting with you Aaron and uh, hopefully I get get up to Colorado we can we can grab a bite or go run up and down a mountainside we can grab south and I'll go shoot at each other with a recurve <laughs> alright cool man take it easy <laughs> All right, thanks.